Hi and welcome to another episode in the You're My Comzera podcast. I'm your host, Asad Chowdhury, and I'm joined with my co-host, Elliot Serpion. Hello, thanks for having me back. Uh, and we're delighted to welcome Jonathan Flay-Petty, who's communications champion and business change lead at Valleys to Coast, alongside being founder, managing director, CEO, is it, of, um, of a new company set up called Branded, but we're going to talk about that later. So thanks for joining us, Jonathan. It's, uh, it's, it's great to welcome you onto the Comtero podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to come on, although slightly disappointed uh, I wasn't introduced as a previous winner of the Resource Fantasy Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just have, you just have previous winner. How are you doing in this season's uh, Premier League? Um, not not as good. Um, not a bad week this week so far. Um, so I'm hoping to kind of claw back a little bit. Yeah. Well, you're obviously a footballing person, so we're going to Elliot's going to ask a few quick fire questions just so the listeners can get to know you um, a little bit more. So over to you, Elliot. Yeah. No pressure, Jonathan. So first one: early riser or love a lion? Oh, love a lion. <laughs> is that down to lockdown or is that a permanent thing? <laughs> It's a bit of a mix. It's got worse during lockdown. I, I'm probably one of the ones that join a meeting two minutes before the start. <laughs> well, we, we can clarify. You were on time. <laughs> <laughs> right, next one. Uh, music or podcast? Um, podcast, yeah. Yeah. Any favourites? Uh, at the moment, yeah, uh, this one, of course. <clears throat> and um, socially distant sports bar is... Uh, is a favourite of mine at the moment, so much so that I've even joined the Patreon uh, version of it. Oh, I've not heard of that one, so we'll have to uh, jump on board and have a listen. Next one, so movies or TV series? TV series, definitely. Wow. What's, what's what you've got currently going on on uh, Netflix then, uh, Jonathan? We, we have no TV and Amazon in our house. And um, we, well, I'm saying that, but we've actually reverted to DVD at the moment and we're watching Phoenix Nights all over again. <laughs> um, I think classic. it's just, yeah, it's one of the classics that we just wanted something a bit more uplifting that we know will kind of get us through the night. And it's easy watch as well, because you've seen it so many times. Um, so yeah, I love uh, all that kind of stuff. The Office, American Office, again, a favorite of ours. We tend to watch it you know, over again every 18 months or something. Yeah. I'm a first timer on the American Office at the minute, so I'm binging that as we speak. Superb. And um, next one, tea or coffee? Tea, definitely. Solid choice. Dare I ask which branded tea? You won't like it. It's Aldi's own. <laughs> oh, Jonathan, you've let Yorkshire tea down. Okay, um, e-book or printed book? Uh, printed book, yeah, definitely. Good, and I think you've got a solid library behind you. Yes, they're not mine, they're my wife's. <laughs> They look impressive. You should have carried on the facade there, Jonathan. They look impressive. But this is a podcast, so nobody will even know. um, Is this the room where you do your um, virtual Teams calls and things like that, so have that impressive bookshelf behind you? Yeah, and this is the same conversation. (laughs) When people mention it, I'm like, yeah, there's uh, there's one or two design magazines, they're mine, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Just just for effect. Right, so last one now, night in or night out? Night in for me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not at the moment. I can't wait to go out. 
but um <laughs> but generally I, I tend to tell people i usually say no straight away so i don't set any expectations because generally not a big fan i'd rather stay and have a drink in the house and, uh, and a meal in the house yeah good so you jonathan tell us uh, that's we hope the listeners have found out a little bit more about you and um uh, with a few of those questions there from elliot so communications champion what an amazing job title just tell us a little bit more about what that what that involves um so i'd probably say what doesn't it involve uh like most comms jobs in the sector with a jack of all trades and a master of comms um looking back at the last two years at valley's the coast I've been involved in a, a rebrand, organising staff awards, stakeholder events for new bills, running social media campaigns for recruitment, uh, design work including hoardings for building sites, creating videos, hosted a virtual conference this year. Um, and at the moment I'm managing a company-wide project to switch colleagues from Microsoft to Google Workspace, previously G Suite. So it's all go. Yeah, so a very diverse, um, job like you say, like most comms hero people have, have don't they? Because it's one of those ambiguous job titles that gets a lot of things thrown in. So, um, with all that variety, you know, how how have you found working in comms throughout the COVID period, which we're into a year in now, aren't we? Yeah, I can't can't believe it's it's been a year, and it's been very different. Uh, from any other really um, you know the, the things I just talked about there the majority of them were before COVID um, and then the last year has all been about COVID really um, for me the most challenging has been probably the work-life balance from a personal perspective I'm pretty comfortable working and enjoy working from home uh, but when everyone else is in the house with you it's not the same um, as you yeah. can imagine children family and stuff um, but comes through COVID has had its ups and downs um, like any other sector really um if i take you back a year ago to when covid started i could talk you through kind of the steps and things that we took and what i was involved with yeah yeah um, definitely so um when we started uh, when it started to kick off in the uk really covid i was the only comms person in the organization because my manager was on holiday um and i remember it really clearly because we had just dealt with um flooding in Bergen. so you know we go from one crisis to obviously the biggest yeah. crisis we've seen in many years um and yeah i remember kind of dealing with that and it rolled on a week after um i pull into a meeting with the senior leadership team um to start discussing this virus and what it means for us. So that meeting quickly became a, a daily meeting at 3 p.m. Um, every day. Sorry. Um, yeah, every day to review the latest information from Public Health Wales um, on both the UK and the Welsh Government as well. Um, after a few days of that and knowing how serious this was, we acted quite quickly and we created a COVID team with colleagues across the business to monitor developments, review our procedures, our policies and the situation itself. Um, and the team consisted of uh, comms, so myself within a housing, IT, health and safety and a project manager who led the group called Howard, um, did a fab job really. Um, and in the beginning, we set up camp in one of our rooms in the office, which we call the war room. Um, 
only the only the team, the COVID team and SLT were allowed in um, because this information, you know, we wanted to kind of review everything before we kind of spread the word to colleagues and uh, and what we were going to do about it. Um, we had flip chat paper across the wall, laptops open, big screen and snacks as well, as you can imagine. Um, and we were continually reviewing the figures and everything that was going on around us. Um, and it was almost like um, waiting for that point until it reached Bridgend. It was getting closer and closer. There was a COVID case in Swansea. There was one in, in Cardiff. So they was around us, but I hadn't got to Bridgend yet. And what, what were we going to do about it? Um, so it was really interesting time. So what we would do is update um, SLT at the end of each day, uh, making decisions together from findings, um, and then communicate this then with staff through email, internet, and the AMA. Um, we set up a COVID inbox for colleagues to contact the team as well directly um, with questions, concerns, or important information they wanted to tell us. So then we could pull that together in our kind of you know plans and our strategy to to communicate that across the business. Um, this was also the email we used then to send our comms out as well to allow people to reply to us as well then in that uh, in our methods. So that worked really well. Um, we wanted to make sure obviously our colleagues were informed as much as possible. Um, ensuring we had their health and well-being at the forefront of everything we did, um, which is obviously vitally important um, because nobody knew about what this virus could do um, and the effects that it would have. Um, of course, this was also the case for our customers uh, and some of the things we did to keep customers informed at the beginning was um, creating a web page where customers could um, have a look at updates and services in, in the same place all the time. Um, and also designed and printed posters for schemes and things um, where there was more vulnerable people telling um, guests, you know, not to enter and things like that, because it was changing all the time, if you remember, at the beginning. Um, all the symptoms and things like that were really different and stuff. Um, there was just so much to think about. Um, and it, it was really important, like I said, that we had representatives across the business because there was people who were working with the trades because um, they were out and about in customers' homes. Um, so that was really important for us, that was. So Jonathan, the war room, a really interesting concept. Do you think the, the perception of comms has changed now within Valleys to Coast after the, the whole war room crisis comms experience? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think, you know, not just in Valleys to Coast, I think when you look across government councils um, and so much in the media, how important communication has been, um, whether it's yeah. government updates, you know, the regular uh, weekly update that we get and people sit to see what the latest news is and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's it's really up the ante really for comms within organisations and, and realising the importance of it. Um, so, yeah, I think it definitely has. Okay. And then um, not only, you know, you had to contend with COVID, but as most of us here, we're based in Leeds and in, in England and um, you're based in Wales. So how did that work? Because obviously different governments and different changes and uh, attitudes towards the legislation and uh, the impact of COVID. How did, that, how did you cope with all of that? Yeah, so it's an interesting one, really. Um, and it's interesting how it's changed over the year. Uh, in the beginning, I remember we were all kind of gripped to the TV for Boris's update um, and we all knew what was coming. You know, it was it was the first lockdown um, and we've kind of hanging on to that. Although health has devolved in Wales, 
this was it was such a big deal. Um, we would all be watching every update. However, throughout all of it, we've always followed the guidance of Public Health Wales and Welsh Government, and rightly so, because health is devolved for us. Um, and as you know, probably, um, it, sorry, as you probably know, the housing sector in Wales is is a close community. So we would often hear of um, other HAs on, on what they've been doing, whether they've closed their offices or done something different. Um, and this sometimes helped us to think then about what we did and whether it um, be doing something a bit too early or maybe um, we held back on doing something in particular whether it be closing our offices and things like that um, but yeah we, we'd always follow the the public health wales guidance um, and the welsh government guidance yeah so it was a very unusual time for not just yourself but for everyone working in comms now if you if you could go back what as one of those questions what would you tell your you know younger self in, in effect having gone through that what, what would you do differently um so first of all obviously tell myself it's going to last the year so take it easy take it steady <laughs> look after myself stop eating crisps and drinking southern comfort <laughs> um so that'd probably be my first one um but i think it's about probably embrace the change um nobody knows all the answers um be mindful of everyone's situation as well and how their situation is different um, and don't, don't judge others as well. So I think because n nobody really knew what to do, um, I think you've just got to kind of grab the bulls yourself, uh, pull by the horns yourself um, as an organization and do what you believe is right for yourself, your customers um, and colleagues. Um, so, so I think that's quite important. Um, and invest in good technology. I think that's really important, <laughs> especially as we're all at home now. And in amongst all of that, you decided to set up and start your own design company, Branded. So what, what does Branded do and, um, and what made you, what inspired you to say, right, in the middle of a pandemic, I'm going to start my own company? <laughs> oh, I know. Um, yeah, weirdly, 2020, uh, um, as things outside of work goes, was pretty good for me, um, apart from obviously COVID. Um, but I finished my degree in the summer and then I decided to start up a freelance design business called Branded, as you said, um, which is essentially a one man band design agency um, that I run in the evening and weekends, um, usually late nights. I love designing, whether it be graphic design, web design or brand development. Um, and it's some things that I've done in, in previous roles and things like that. Um, so I thought, oh, why not give it a go? It won't hurt um, with extra time in the evenings and things. Um, it's probably kind of no better time to try something different. Um, so for any dedicated comms hero fans uh, who listen to comms room 101, um, the latest version, then you would have heard me probably talk about off-brand email addresses. And this is really where it started um, for me. So I created a brand identity for a family member who tried to do it himself, um, who's a plumber. Um, so I helped him with that, which went really well, included logo, web design, um, as well as brand graphics, flyers, and so on. So since then, I've had uh, about seven clients, um, most of which seem to be in the trade industry. So maybe I've got a bit of a market there. Um, I just love branding, particularly design and creative elements. So I thought, why not give it a go? Um, and as a bit of a side channel, I've also uh, started podcasting with two friends of mine, and it's called The Branded Podcast. 
how we interview guests from different strands and make up a brand or make a brand better. So for example, a graphic designer, videographer, printer, etc. And uh, we get them to tell us how they ended up working in their role to try and inspire listeners to think about that type of career. Um, we also have some fun features and quizzes on there. So basically if you work in comms, marketing or branding, you should like the podcast. Um, and we're recording the third episode this week. So um, we probably start releasing series one from, from April, hopefully. Excellent. That's good to hear. And, uh, you know, if there's um, more opportunities to learn. So, no, you'll have to tag, tag comms there and we'll make sure we share that with the community as well. Um, cool. So, uh, Elliot, you've got a couple of questions you wanted to ask Jonathan, yeah? Yeah, so leading on from comms here, so we know you're a big part of the community. You know, you mentioned you recently attended the Comms Room 101. And, and, you know, it's been an event we've been putting on monthly now virtually, which you've been a part of. So I just wanted to ask, why go to Comms Hero? What What's important to to you about Comms Hero? And why would you recommend people in comms and marketing being a part of it? Um, so I'd probably split this into two, really. So attending the Comms Hero face-to-face event is a, is a fantastic event with excellent speakers you can relate to in your job. Um, so I've been to many other events where I've walked away wondering how I can apply some of the tips and knowledge the speakers have shared to my role in a housing association and it's often difficult because it's very like sales driven and things like that um, but it comes here it, it feels different if you feel more connected not just with the speakers but the other delegates as well um, who you often know through one social media channel or another um, because that's the comms here that's what comes here network does and it connects you with like-minded people um, so that's a really good event um, plus you get free stuff um, the second is the virtual monthly catch-up, which obviously you guys started in um, in lockdown. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect when I attended this first, simply because it was a, another video call, um, and I didn't really know if I had the headspace for it. Um, but it was fantastic. I, I felt like I was away from work for a few hours um, with like-minded comms people. It made me realize how much I miss networking. Um, and my favorite part being the Commerce Room 101, which I mentioned earlier. Um, and I remember after that session how good I felt to hear other comms people moaning um, as we were all in the same boat and tackling the same issues. Um, so that was really good to kind of get things off your chest. Plus you get free stuff. <laughs> well, it's a safe space to vent for comms people as well, isn't it? With Commerce Room 101, so it's good to have you part of that. Until you push it out, push it out on social. Any people or brands you can share with us, who would you interview if you had a chance on your podcast or even to hear from other comms here or podcast to find a bit more about them? Um, I think all comms folk over this last year can give themselves a, a pat on the back, really. But um, for me, I can't look past NHS and government comms people um, simply because they probably can't do right or wrong when they put things out on social media at the moment. I see so many people with mixed comments around whether you know they're doing something right they're doing something wrong and just the kind of arguments and things so as somebody who, who often pushes things out on social you know you're always looking for that kind of nice comment or that like the stuff that they must get back must be really kind of i don't know puts a lot of pressure on you and feel, makes you feel a bit rubbish at the end of the day so um so i think they they are my comms heroes at the moment Great to hear, Jonathan, and I think it's a good to have a good shout out for the uh, for the NHS and everyone working hard in the background in comms, especially. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
So Jonathan, it's been a, a really insightful interview. Just wanted to say, you know, um, thank you for sharing all the little tips and I'm sure that lots of people will get some advice from that and, and a chance to get to know you. And so how can the listeners connect with you and your uh, branded agency as well and your podcast? So, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, um, at Flay Petty, um, and on LinkedIn as well with the same surname. Um, you can visit my branded website at uh, www.branded.wales, um, and my social links are on there as well. Yeah, that's brilliant, Jonathan. Thank you for that. And do definitely connect with Jonathan, and I'm sure you'll find, you'll meet up with him if, you, if you're into networking with the Comzero people at the um, Comzero Virtual Catch-Ups. And come along to that so Jonathan thank you very much for um, all your uh, support of comms hero and uh, being a guest on the podcast you'll find this podcast on Spotify Apple and wherever you um, go to for your podcast but we've also got the recordings on the website commshero.com and recommend that you follow commshero on Twitter at commshero Jonathan mentioned the commshero monthly virtual networking events which are free to register just go to the website or the Twitter account, look for the pinned tweet. And uh, it's the last Wednesday of every month. So the next one is the 31st of March, 12 till 2 p.m. Uh, get yourselves along and um, just come along and have some of that therapy and come room 101 and hear from some great speakers. So Jonathan, uh, thank you very much indeed for, for coming on and look forward to catching up with you at the next Com Zero event. Thank you. Take care, boys. Thanks, Jonathan.